Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It is July 6th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, talking about Monday Night Raw. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Giri. Matt Morgan is en route and will be here shortly. Uh, kind of an interesting Raw tonight. There were some developments, some forward motion, some surprises. Yeah, you know, I liked the first hour or so. I, I thought it, I mean, this is it's not meant to be anything against the big show, but I think once, uh, once his match came on... Um, you know, and you know, Randy Orton is the six man tag. Just the show started getting a little slow for me, and then I was pretty tired by the end. But uh, outside of that, um, I mean, there was there. It was I thought it was a lot better than last week's show. Um, I think the Heath Slater thing was really the the linchpin, right? That was the hook tonight that made the show at least for me, and it was sort of all downhill from there. Uh, we'll talk about that, but first we have some news to dive into. Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and get to the news real quick while we're waiting for Matt. Uh, first thing, congratulations to Sarah Logan. She announced that she's pregnant. Yeah. So, uh, very cool news. So, congratulations to her. She was part of the releases back in April. And, yeah, she has uh, started a YouTube channel called The Wild and Free TV. Uh, and her husband, of course, is Erica, the Viking Raiders. So, congrats to them. No, absolutely. Uh, I think that's making the best of uh, the situation. You know, what better time to start a family than when you're uh, between gigs? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we've been talking about the COVID nineteen uh, outbreak in WWE uh, a, a few weeks ago, or I guess it's been a couple weeks. It feels like a long time ago, uh, where we first heard that there were a bunch of uh, positive COVID cases. Now, at that time, we had heard uh, possibly two dozen, possibly more. I had heard two dozen was low. Uh, another report from Pro Wrestling Sheet today uh, says that uh, they, from the testing last week, there were even more people that have tested positive uh, for the virus last week. And so uh, the Pro Wrestling Sheet says it's at least 30 people. Uh, Wrestling Observer saying it's possibly 40 or more. So uh, a lot of people testing positive right now in WWE. And uh, they've reportedly administered almost 1,500 coronavirus tests since they started in late June. And uh, for people to know, I mean, the reason we wouldn't know the names of this is, I mean, there's health and privacy laws, there's the HIPAA Act, and additionally, I don't think WWE wants to put names and faces to these cases. Already look at the uh, the outrage that we've seen over Renee Young and other people that we know have tested positive. I think it makes sense they're trying to keep this as quiet as possible. Yeah, and you know, usually in, in most other uh, forms of entertainment, it's up to the athletes if they want to uh, disclose if, if they've had it or not. Uh, a lot of them have done it just, you know, so people who have been around them will know, you know, would know and, and know to get tested. Uh, with WWE, they have instructed talent not to tell anyone. And so, you know, obviously a few had leaked out. Renee Young, they apparently weren't happy with her uh, leaking it. <laughs> but, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, so the COVID's continuing, but... Um, yeah, you know, uh, Florida is is a hot spot right now, and and it's just a, it's just kind of a mess. So uh, WWE is just uh, continuing to deal with it. I mean, do you think it's going to get to the point where they 
or have to stop doing shows at some point? I mean, isn't there just um, some tipping point with this where it is they can't maintain the the pace they're doing with the talent they need? Uh, I mean, they, as as you can see tonight, I mean, they, they could run a, a three hour show with the talent that they have, and they have a lot of people in developmental if they ever needed to. So I don't think that's a concern. Uh, I know SmackDown a couple weeks ago was very, uh, very shorthanded. A lot of that had to do with awaiting test results and things like that. So um, it seems like for the time being, and, and we'll, we'll wait and see how, how much bigger this outbreak gets or if they've got it under control now. But, um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. But for right now, it seems like they're fine and can move at a level where they can continue storylines and things with some obvious talent missing. Yeah. That's the question. Um, and uh, I'm doing a speed test now. Here's the crazy thing. I, this, guys, this might be StreamYard, the streaming platform we're using. I'm looking at this right now. And my up speed is like 7 megabits a second. My down speed is half a gigabit a second. So I don't know why my video... I'm looking on YouTube right now and it's coming through blurry. I have no clue why that is. It might not be that on the rec final recorded version, but that's what I'm seeing live streaming right now. That's what I'm seeing as well. And... Uh... You're, you sound fine, though, but yeah. Well, the, this is a podcast, technically, so right, at, least yeah. we, at least we have that. We do have, yeah, but we do have a lot of viewers on the video, but it's, you know, it's... Uh, I know. Roger, really, what's the show without the moneymaker, my face, here forefront, with the people not being able to look at these beautiful blue uh, eyes? I thought we would do the re reveal, take the hat off tonight, but since it's so blurry, it, it, it doesn't matter, I guess. Look how much, look how much, I mean, you can't see, I just want to say, this is five days, an oppressive amount of hair is already back after five days. I think we might be a week away from no. Although I bought all these hats, Raj. I've been paying attention. I got a Kangle here. Uh, got some deal. I got. I got a beret. I bought a variety of hats. This oh. is this is the one that I probably like the most. I had a beard mishap, so I had to shave that. I kept the goatee, but it it'll be back by next week. Mine so wasn't worry a mishap. Not. Mine was literally just I don't want to take a half an hour and feather and layer and texture to get some long hair in the front and short in the back. It's like, you know what? I'm just taking my manscapes. I'm going for it, man. And uh, it was fast, 10 minutes. But yes, it just took a little while for myself and the, the wife and the cats to get used to looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, yeah, so... Um, are you going to grow it back? Or are you going to keep oh, it? Yeah. No, no, no. This is just... It's hot as balls here, Raj. All right, yeah. How's it? How are you doing in Colorado? How's the weather up? It's uh, 90s, gonna be hit 100 this week, so it's uh, it's really hot. Yeah. So the last thing we had was Rey Mysterio. He is reportedly not under contract with WWE, and he's actually not been under contract for a few weeks. So um, yeah, Mysterio, or a few months actually. So the, he the, he's been working with WWE for a deal. Apparently, uh, he had told them uh, that he wanted to raise. Vince was saying. Look, we can't give a raise right now. We've had to let people go. And <laughs> so, you know, they're they're working on, on terms for a new deal. Yes. So uh, technically, if Ray wanted to, and, I, you know, for his, you know, with his son involved and everything, I don't think he'd ever do this. But if he wanted to, he could show up at Impact, at Slammiversary if he wanted to. He could show up at AEW. Uh, they've taped for this week, but next week. Um, so... He's a free agent, free agent. He's not under any contract right now. So they need to get uh, him tied up. Sorry, and I know this is like the least viewed platform, but I just opened Twitter, and I'm seeing right now, Raj, we are crystal clear on the Periscope feed of the show. I think it's YouTube that has the issue. No, you're clear now. Now I so, am? Yeah, whatever oh, okay. happened. Yeah. Whatever happened, you know? <laughs> Yeah, you're That's upstream good. or whatever, but yeah. Something, yes. something clicked. Uh, Antoine Fair, $5 Super Chat. I didn't watch Raw was working, but I came to see if the hat changed. It did, now I just see the cane haircut. Uh, I'm telling you, there's not going to be much of a haircut left soon. and uh, mm -hmm. Maybe I'll just have to shave it again. Maybe that'll be my thing for the summer. Look into wigs, you know. I think there's something with how performers do it sometimes. You know, it's like I don't want to deal with all this hair full time, but just, uh, just for the performance. Uh, what else do we got here in the Super Chats? Uh, Red Fox 44. The Kangle I'm going to save for Wednesday. You know, a different hat each time. Uh, we'll, we'll change it up. Uh, Ian Vish. Greatest rivalry since last five years. And each of your responses isn't AJ Styles the biggest star in the next five years, similar to Shawn Michaels. Um, I don't know about the biggest star. Who do you, well, first off, Arch, who do you think the biggest star in WWE is right now? Uh, does Roman Reigns count? I guess he's still signed. He's still part of the company. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, 
if Brock Lesnar is technically still there, it would still be Brock. Um, you know, I guess it depends. Are you counting Undertaker and those guys? But if we're not, if we're only if we're only counting current full time talent, and Roman Reigns doesn't Roman Reigns doesn't count. Jeez, man. I, if we're counting ratings, it's Sasha Banks. Yeah, apparently she's the she's a mover. What's going on, Matt? She's a mover and a shaker. What's she up? Is. She is. How's it going? Who do you think, uh, Matt? Who do you think the biggest star in WWE right now is? The Blueprint. How? No. Um. He he did say Sasha. I said Sasha. <laughs> um. Gosh, I, I I think I'm leaving somebody out. Who's somebody I really? I mean, there's technicalities. Undertaker, technically. John Cena, you could count. No, Roman, no. Raj said. I think Roman is, is pretty big. Becky, Be- I mean, Becky, not active, but kid. Becky's big. <sighs> yeah. If we're saying active on the show right now, and if we're not counting Randy Orton. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, this, this is done by design, though. I told you guys. This is done by design. There's no more A-plus players, and they do it on purpose. Their brand is their new A-plus player. I'd and, argue uh, that, yeah. You know what I mean? If somebody gets over, look what they do. Look what they did to Becky. She was yeah. lightning, lightning white hot. Yeah, I'd argue Jeff Hardy is probably bigger than any of the, the new talent they've been pushing. Like anyone they pushed over the last few years. And that's residual. He has residual heat. Right. That's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes to an airport. Everybody knows and is running up to who he, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. yeah. And greatest rivalry of the last five years. It's kind of tough, right? I mean, because I think the, the longer-term rivalries, they ran into the ground. I mean, I'm trying to think of what I even think of fondly at this point that didn't get overdone. I mean, uh, Braun and Roman, I think, was like that was the perfect length. We really quit it before we got sick of it. I think we have different definitions of the biggest star, to be fair to you. Yeah. Uh, I am Vish. I am Vish, you know? Yeah. Um, because I, I do think AJ, what he's saying, especially depending on how many more years AJ is going to go, in my opinion, is the most consistent. Mm-hmm. You could pull a main event with him any given time, and it's believable. Yeah. What about greatest rivalry, though, last five years? <laughs> Bailey versus Sasha was really good, but again, that was kind it of was. short-lived. Orton versus Edge was good, but never got to reach, you know, by ending up in the empty arena era. It never got there. Um, and this is a problem with 50-50 booking that this generation is dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't remember. Let's just be honest. My face right there wasn't, they weren't good. It was, holy crap, I can't remember. Yeah. I can remember them. It's just as far as combining storyline and matches, it's hard. Like AJ Cena was good, but the story it didn't really really have a strong story. Man, it's you know Ron and Roman was was really good. That's definitely up there. Yeah. So I want to hop into Raw. Let's hop into Raw. So we we talk about that hat. (laughs) You think we're just gonna drive by and not pay attention to the hat? What? What's wrong with the hat? It's, it's a Kangle. Now you're making me feel bad. All right. I, <laughs> it's I funny though, Matt, because yours, when you've got yours backwards like that, it looks a little like a do rag or a skull cap. That's what I was going for. Yeah, hey, you know, more power to you if you can rock it. Uh, no, I think, uh, and, and, and there are more hats. I've explained there will be more hats uh, throughout the week until this hair grows back. But uh, so tonight, I thought this was a great surprise. Dolph Ziggler brought out Heath Slater to confront Drew McIntyre. They had a quick, short match, but Heath, that intensity in the promo. Now, I saw from different sources, Raj, that this was a one-off before right. Heath's non-compete expires. If there had been a live crowd yes. there, I think this would have been the moment, the biggest they moment in a while. Him. Yeah, they would have re-signed him, seeing the response he would have gotten. Yeah, and, you know, like Drake Maverick, originally when that whole thing started, that was not meant to be, uh, you know, he was not meant to be coming back. He right. wasn't under contract, so... Uh, or he isn't under his non-compete. So it, it, there always is the possibility that if that segment gets a high rating or, you know, uh, if they see the response online, that they might end up giving him a contract anyway. So listen, fans, go boinkers online about Heath's promo. Please. Seriously. That was awesome. I mean, Heath was, 
Uh, it, it was believable. It, it combined real life with with storytelling and and not being too inside, so a lot of people wouldn't get it. I thought it it was just per- I thought it was perfect. I thought it was great. He delivered it great. You believed everything he was saying. Uh, I thought it was really good. Can, can I just point something out? And it goes toward my idea, not my idea, but everybody's idea by now of having an off season with wrestling or giving wrestlers time off, giving them two months, three months off but not affecting their pay too much if you could do it is because they come back rejuvenated. They have life experiences that have crept into their lives in that time span. Um, Oh my, like think about it. Edge's promo. He had all that time off. He came back red hot. Um, Usually when you have that time off, you come back. So just, I don't know, re-energized, rejuvenated, fresh ideas. You're, you could tell that person's excited to be back and be a part of the show again versus being stuck in that grind that I can vouch for where you feel like you are a zombie walking. Yeah. And this was one of those cases where the pro, the promo did what it is designed to do. A promo is supposed to get you excited for a match. And a, a week ago, if you told me Heath was going to be wrestling Drew McIntyre, I wouldn't care. But after that promo, I was like, Oh, cool. I want to see where they go with this. You know, I want to, I want to see it. So it, it worked. Yeah, I thought this was really good. Um, I mean, the same issues we had with Drake Maverick and exploiting the situation, I think, definitely right. apply here. Uh, but I, I, I'm sorry. Can I speak from experience? If this was an opportunity after I got my release, to, I wish I had this to come back and have, like, you know, another opportunity. To, yeah. I, you know, to maybe hit a grand slam and maybe get my job back. I mean, I'm just being honest. I would go. I really I love that. Yeah, and and where you're allowed to drop the gimmick, like Heath Slater wasn't goofy, or you know, and it was it was cool that he was able to cut a realistic promo and and. uh, I just speaking on to to his point though, where Glenn was going with this, which is you know, is it a shame that they're you you know what I mean putting you know real life situations where people's jobs were lost here that was that family's income, yeah, lost here no more. And now they're playing Russian, not Russian roulette, but you know, you know, right. I know, I know what you're saying, Glenn. Yeah, it's a little yeah. um, just shameless. It's like, why not say, hey, we're going to release three superstars, but fans, why don't you vote on someone that we're not going to let go, and the rest are going to lose their jobs? It's a right. little, it's 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 veering towards that. That makes me uncomfortable. But I mean, sure. I saw a lot of this online, and I think this too. I think Heath is. I hope they don't re-sign Heath because I think he could be he could turn around Impact if he went there right now. I think in AEW he get lost in the shuffle, but I think that maybe there's more out there for him beyond WWE based on what we saw tonight in the response to it. I, I wish I, I wish I could speak on Impact and I knew what was going on. That was my old show. Yeah, I, I just don't know what that show is. I don't know who's even on it, honestly. Yeah, that's why I think he'd be he'd be a draw. Um, I could almost see WWE re-signing him off tonight just so no one else yeah. gets him. Yes. because he's got some fire now. But right. then he's but he may want that. I, I don't know. I could again from experience. I know that wouldn't have worked for me. Yeah, maybe my ego was too big. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I could have just been a guy that hung out. Yeah, and ca- catering and whatnot. Um, I also didn't have a child. I was mm-hmm. much younger. Uh, me and my wife were just newly married, maybe about a year. Um, so you know, I was still renting. You know what I mean? I, I was still growing up as a man. Yeah. Um, so I, I just wanted to go out there, and I was like, screw this. I'm going to shove this so far where the sun doesn't shine, and I'm going to prove them wrong. And I'm going to yeah. go elsewhere to do it. First, I was like, I'm going to do it in New Japan, but then it's like, wrestling the Tokyo Dome, that was a big deal. Eugene Nagata, big deal. Not everybody gets to beat Eugene Nagata, but like they're not sitting there watching that. American fans weren't watching that. It wasn't until I got to TNA where I had my opportunity to do that. But in retrospect, now with a family, would I have taken maybe an opportunity to go back and just chill in catering and not really care about my push bro? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I think yeah. one of the problems with TNA right now that you're seeing is that their their roster changes like every six months. It's like completely you different can't people. Do that. You yeah, can't do I mean, that. They, they're not able to hold on to people for a long period well, of time. And well, uh, one, one of the problems is, Raj, is that it's been Impact Wrestling for years and we still call it TNA. The yes. shows, they should have never changed it. Should have never changed it. And it's in Canada, right? Isn't it based in Canada now? Oh, is it? Well, Anthem is Anthem is based in Canada, yeah. Where do they film, TNA? Uh, they've been filming in, uh, I believe, in Tennessee. Huh. Hmm. 
But they did do some shows, I think, last year in Canada, but uh, or was it the year before? But, uh, but you're you're right. You can't you can't emotionally invest in their characters from what I shouldn't say because I don't watch it. It's not yeah. fair. But if there's not nobody staying on that show for more than six months, eight months, right? How do you emotionally invest in them? And by the time you do, they're gone. Right. Yeah. It just feels like a theater league because you know we've seen Brian Cage, Tessa Blanchard, John Morrison, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, all these guys over the years. You know, they're on top for a little bit. They're gone. MVP. MVP, yeah. yeah. And there's uh, Ring of Honor technically still in business. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. What's the thing we heard about Ring of Honor? They well, used they had... to be right at our heels when I was at TNA back in the day. Yeah, AEW cannibalized from them the most in this business. Well, ROH, they've been not running shows during the pandemic. I mean, yeah. that was, a, you know, them, New Japan also. They only, New Japan only came back a couple of weeks ago. So right. ROH, it's their decision. They're still planning to come back. But again, you know, they're owned by Sinclair, a billion-dollar company. ROH is a, you know, is a very, very small part of that company. So if they ever decided it's not worth it, you know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, Sumed B asking, haven't they teased Reheath and Rhino for Impact? And also yes. Eric Young is Super Eric. They have teased them, yeah. I did see that on YouTube. Yeah, and they, but they also teased Rusev. They teased Craig Maverick, which we know that's not happening now. Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. Basically, most of the people that have been released, they have teased. Um, and But it's but, on, on a show nobody can see. No offense. Right. Gallows and Anderson will be there, though. They signed. And that's they only, they cl- came as close to signing as you can. And, and that's because... New Japan is their A contract, and what's this impact crap I can do? That's their B contract. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wrestling Enthusiasts is saying how often can WWE use recently released talent? I mean, I think they have the 90 days. They have yeah, they the anytime they want. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. I wish they did it with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, bring you Guess back who, one more time. I mean, for the I, I've, cool I've got to think. Yes. Guess who wouldn't have stuttered? <laughs> I wonder if this was a request by Drew, like uh, if so. he just said, "Hey, can we get Heath Heath on one more time? I got this idea." Because I could, you know, I could see something like that. Because usually they don't do this. Uh, usually they won't bring back release talent, uh, you know, who, who are but in their thirty day non compete or ninety day. These are the ones to do it with. The ones that they, they can trust. They're company guys. Drake, you could even though he's young, he's newer with that company in the big picture, the big scheme of things. He's trustworthy. Heath, definitely trustworthy. Zack Ryder, trustworthy. Brian Myers, trustworthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this very, very short match after Heath cut this promo, uh, Drew beat him easily. Um, and then Throws after, yeah, uh, but the moment at the end with uh, Drew raising his hand and just the, uh, Heath, it was just so emotional. I mean, this, yeah, it was. For me, I think they've really had a tough time making moments um, in this this era. This was one of them. This is one of the best individual moments, most emotional moments they've had this year thus far. This is very emotional. I'm not going to pretend. I tear up. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, so Dolph Ziggler had attacked or was getting in Heath Slater's face after the match, and Drew came and, you know, got rid of Ziggler, and they celebrated. Yeah, it's a cool little throwback to 3MB, you know. Yeah. Uh, we got any super chats or anything, Raj, before we have in this next match? Uh, someone's asking to check out your oh. <laughs> N64 Rumble Pack review, 90s YouTube Yeah, video. Via, via 19 on MSNBC. Uh, yes, that is on there. And um, people were saying in terms of feuds of the last couple of years, uh, may have already scrolled off. I apologize. Oh, here we go. Uh, Eric uh, with the super chat saying Brian versus Kofi was a good one. Yeah. I thought the Kofi story was really good. Yes. But- yeah, As, but Daniel. And Daniel did every... That match was awesome. It played into that Kofi story. But as a heated rivalry... Yeah. And if you remember, he's using that wooden belt stuff that I hated. <laughs> that was... A, okay, hear, hear me out on this. I think his environmentals thing was a brilliant gimmick. Yes. But that wasn't a main event gimmick. No. And Nora was messing up with the title. I hate when people mess up the title. I hate mm. when Hardy did it in TNA. And I was yeah. wrestling for it. I was like... Do I even really want this? I win this. <laughs> Do I really want this? I'm that would have been a good promo. Man, I'm wearing another man's face around my stomach as a title. Do I really want to do this? Yeah. I remember when Stone Cold <laughs> did it, when he had the, 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 the smoke and skull belt. And it was cool as hell. It was cool. But, but 
it's a you know it's like someone having a Super Bowl ring with their you know it just takes something away from the mean. officialness of it. I'm a belt mark. I'll be the first to tell you. I, I am. Yep. Even one warrior when he would change the color of his belts, that bothered me. The the strap. Hmm. <sighs> With Intercontinental, I, I was kind of cool. kind of like that, but did did he? Yeah, he did it for both, right? I didn't know if he did it for the heavyweight. I know he did Intercontinental. I know one time it was white, right. yellow. Another time, yeah, yeah, like a blue. I thought, I thought it was cool for Intercontinental for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, the belt itself was still the same. Like they didn't make a warrior yes. belt. It was right. just the strap. The plates are still the same. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, when we're talking about belts, we'll get to the U.S. belt later, yeah. but. Uh, Red Fox 44 saying Matt Morgan would be a force to be reckoned with in WWE right now. Highly underrated. Wish you the best. <laughs> Thank you, you, Red Fox. Greatly appreciated. Here's a good question. Uh, while we're talking about belts, Michael LeVirus is asking, Matt, your favorite straps? And, Mike, I apologize. I think that was you on Twitter. I was asking me a question about listening to the Eric Bischoff podcast. I swear. Remind me after November and elections are over. I have time. I will. Um, straps. Good Lord. Um. I like all the old school title belts. Maybe because it's my childhood. Mm. Like, I like the Hulk Hogan heavyweight championship title. But then I liked, I liked the original, end, the one Nick Aldis has. I love the NWA world title. Yeah. Minus the always the winged eagle, the one that uh, Hogan Macho Man wore. Yeah. That one was always my favorite of all time. I got it right behind me. That's the one belt that I, I actually got. I think uh, the the uh, when they've been color coordinating them to the brands, and I have to say, I think the women's ones with the white strap and the that blue that pops or the red, like I just think that's such pop. a great look. It does pop? Do they Velcro it now? By the way, did I, I think see they that? do? They they did for a while. They stopped that though. Please, no more of that. No. I don't know why that bothers me, but it does. Sorry. Which is weird because when we were kids, Velcro was the coolest thing on earth. It was space age technology. Uh, Eddie, Omen, Omen. Oh. Oh man, dollar ninety nine chat says, "What about John Cena changing the WWE title?" Now, when he did that with the U.S. title, I was on the show at the time. It was super popular. It worked. It was really cool when he changed the U.S. title, make it a spinner belt. The championship, yeah, I didn't like that. I mean, there were commercials around that. I remember even at the time when I wasn't watching wrestling on USA, like that was their marketing hook. Well, it was a huge. Happen. It was a huge it, seller. It, it was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. I'm just saying, as a, yeah. a as a history fan of the business, and especially the heavyweight championship, I didn't like it. Same here. I, and that's one of the things I don't like about the new belts is it's just the brand, like you know the the WWE championship. It's the just the big W, and that's it. Like before, when you had the, it had more design. It had more going on. Yeah, bro, guys, listen, Glenn, you made a good point about the women's titles and whatnot. But at the end of the day, all of their titles, men's, women's, it all looks like WWE Hall of Fame ring. They they all look just like it. But it's a belt. It's boring. Uh, Steve Marcuccilli, 499, wants to say, Matt, uh, or wants to ask, Matt, when you were close to going back to WWE, did they promise anything big with your creative? What was that in 2014? No, no, no. I'll be honest. It was, I'll be coming back to the Rumble as a surprise entrant and take it from there. And it was all brand new. Like it yeah. was, it wasn't maybe but like a couple weeks worth that I knew mm-hmm. this, and then there came Jackson, and that like changed everything, man. And I wasn't yeah. planning on not going back either. I was, I was excited, but then I was so excited to be a dad. It's just, it's weird. Well, this is what we were talking about earlier, like with Sarah Logan. I think that it's uh, the universe giving you a great amount of clarity when you're not under contract, when you're between that situation and the opportunity to start a family. Because I think for a performer, that's probably, it's gotta be one of the toughest things, right? I mean, could you imagine Matt having that situation if you were already a year in or two years oh, into the run? I've always told people I'd have to go chase that money yeah. because I'm, I've invested that much of my time and my, my body. Now I'm a rookie finally on the main roster. I'd have to go get, I'd have to keep going, but yeah. Look what happened. My son ended up being diagnosed two years later as nonverbal autistic. Like, mm-hmm. God works in mysterious ways. That was the right decision for me. My yeah. wife needs me home with him. Uh, Monopoly Man, $5, says, who should have a manager next in WWE? Ooh, Monopoly Man. I like your questions. Oh, God. Bobby. Bobby. Well, Bobby does. 
the right manager always in the league. Sorry. I don't know why I was going to again. Sorry. But you're right. Uh, MVP is a very good manager. But I still think uh, that's fair. Um, what do you guys think? I was thinking Dominic Dijakovic with MVP. I, th- I feel like he needs, he's got the size and everything. He needs a little killer instinct. I think MVP, if he adds another another big guy and then someone like an Apollo Cruz or someone like that, See, uh, I think it'd be cool. You, you guys are going to make fun of me for this, but this is where I think a, a better managers would be the old school managers. Hmm. You, I'm being serious. Like, like if he was still with us, like Paul Bear would be great for Dominic. Um, a cornet type would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just we don't have those type of managers anymore because they killed them. They killed them off. So there's talents aren't trying to be managers anymore, which back in the day they were. You had people trying to get into the business to be a manager specifically. And we don't mm-hmm. have that now. It's a lost art. And MVP, he's he's starting to get there. The only problem is he wrestles all the time as well, so it's hard to yeah, take so him in stop, only that role. They got to stop doing that with him if he wants to make you know. But he does great with everything he does. I got to be honest, he's really he's talented. Uh, so we had some great stuff tonight uh, with the women, specifically Kari Sane versus Sasha Banks. Later, of course, we had Oscar versus Bailey. Um, but yeah, wow. Kari being back tonight, it's. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Rash. I don't remember her. She hasn't been gone that long, right? Weren't you all saying she was done? I mean, that was the rumor. Uh, yeah, she's, uh, this is supposed to be like one of her last appearances. Oh, wow. Um, so she she was injured in that match with Nia uh, like a month That's ago right. where she got cut open. Um, but yeah, she's she's back now. The, the word is that she is going back to Japan after this and be with her husband. And so she's just finishing up her, you know, a couple of TV. So my guess would be she loses next week. And then they move on, or you know, shortly after that. But th- that is the story. Is she's supposed to be uh, finishing with the company here? Hmm. Well, so this tonight uh, was an interesting match. I mean, some good back and forth in this. Uh, Kari technically won by DQ, but Bailey interfered, and the ref called for disqualification. Um, it's interesting that they're leaning now so much on Sasha and Bailey uh, to a lesser extent with Oscar, but just looking at where the ratings were last Wednesday on NXT, I mean, I think they know that this is uh, you know something that keeps people's attention. It's nice to see them finally giving some real credit and showtime to these women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sasha, the Sasha Sasha EO match was the highest rated quarter uh, this year in NXT. So yeah, it made a big difference. Um, this was. Followed, uh, we had the Kevin Owens show tonight with Seth Rollins. We saw the Viking Raiders backstage with the Big Show walking up. Uh, this set up a six-man tag match uh, for later in the evening. Um, Kevin Owens show had Seth Rollins come out with Murphy, uh, interrupted by Rey Mysterio and Dominic, and uh, this ended up setting up a Rollins and Murphy versus Rey Mysterio and Kevin Owens match. So, Raj, how far along is Dominic in his wrestling training at this point? Where he's not even—I mean, he gets—he got to like one little spot tonight, but. Gosh, when do when do we interview Ray? Because um, he talked a lot about Dominic's training. That was last summer, so a year ago, and Dominic was pretty green in there. So gotcha. He still has a way just to go, but um, I'm sure he could do a tag match or you know something short where they plan out all the spots and everything. Yeah, um, it was that was interesting that they. Uh... They're just keeping him so much out of the action here. But uh, they made the big thing tonight that the winner was going to get the stipulation. And, uh, Raj, to, to your and my chagrin, it's not going to be a blindfold match at Extreme no. Rules. It's going to be an eye-for-an-eye eye match. And uh, they're going to they're gonna tear out an actual human eyeball for the loser of this match at Extreme Rules. No, they're not. I, well, I hope not. <laughs> but that's, that's, I mean, but that's, that's my point, Matt. That's why it's so stupid what they said for Ray to be like, we want it. It's going to be an eye for an eye match, and we're going to take your eye, Seth Rollins, if if you lose. I so, mean, so folks, what he's he's right. We're supposed to be cheering one man on while he tries to take another man's vision yeah. away. Right. It's I like mean, it's uh, so dumb. the winner of the match is the first one to <laughs> saw their opponent's off, you know arm off. It's <laughs> it's just so freaking stupid. Like it, like steps like this just take you out of it. It's just such a. <laughs> Although, if Samoa Joe, when he was terrorizing AJ Styles, had made this kid, if I win, I'm going to be your kid's new daddy and married Wendy, like, I would have popped for that. If that well, that's a little different. 
but no, I mean, this was ridiculous. And it's funny, though, Rush, I thought they were going to say blindfold match. I really did, because with all the, the vision angle, that may, I mean, it would have been a disaster, but it would have at least been <laughs> interesting. It's too bad because you got Seth and, and Ray who could have an awesome regular match. And now, you know, with this blindfold match, I mean, not the blindfold match, geez, the eye for <laughs> an eye, it's just going to be them doing eye gouging and, you know, just constantly trying to go for each other's eye as opposed to, you know, having... Eye gouging. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know, just constantly trying to ram right. their eyes in the buckle and in the <laughs> steps. And, I mean, Matt... I don't know how much eye play you ever had in your matches, um, but I think about the care that performers take to protect one another, and I have yes. to think that with the eye, that mm-hmm. would be an area that you really, really, really want to make sure you don't actually cause any damage to, even yes. inadvertently. So yes. I think that's why it never looks believable to me <laughs> when they make that a focal point of a match. Yes. You do little things, take the guy's face, and like Jesse Venturi used yeah. to do it all the time and rake it across the top rope. It's going to yeah. be old corny, carny stuff. But then it's going to get graphic, right? He's going to have to try to take his face and ram it in the <laughs> stairs, right? Like in the corner yes. of the stairs. But I think Seth's going to lose. I think he's going to show up the next night on Raw with an eye patch. That, I mean, that's my prediction. Yes. Well, Ray, if, his, if he's not under contract right now, oh. um, I don't think they want him beating Seth. So unless, if, unless Ray signs... I could very easily see them not. It would actually be awesome, though, for Ray if it was his other eye and they made, like, a Daredevil gimmick that, like, Ray had heightened senses and was in kayfabe blind. That would actually be pretty awesome. I, I would go for that <laughs> all day, all day long. Yeah. Here, let's get a, a couple more of these Super Chats. Uh, Richard, first off, uh, my old friend Richard. Hey, how's it going, Richard? He's saying, well, I'll get the first interview with Heath after night. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. saying, Matt, did you have you seen the PS5? Your your son would be glad to own one. And then the family plays the games. Huh. No, I have not seen it. I feel very behind the times right now. Is it really is it badass, the PS5? It is a very different look. I haven't oh. seen it. My recommendation, Matt, is don't even think about getting one until after the election. <laughs> if they come out this fall. Like, it's going to take up a lot of time. Here, I'll find uh, the photo of the design. It's crazy looking. Why are you getting that? Tony Starks is saying, why hasn't there been a heel versus heel main event at Mania? We got face versus face a few times. Is WWE scared of the crowd reaction? Yeah, I mean, it would be. So, technically, Orton versus Batista, you know, and Daniel Bryan had to win his match (laughs) to get inserted in that main event. I mean, that would have died if that didn't have Daniel Bryan in it. Yes, it would have, and there's good reason for it. Why would you want to close off a, a, a stadium show, no less, that big, with, meh, people aren't going to be cheering. So there's the PS5. It looks like... Why, uh, do, why do they always do that? They try to be cool and always turn it sideways. Like, seriously. They did that with the other ones, too. Don't you remember? From a heat point of view, it actually makes sense. Like, my PS4 gets so hot that I've got it in a cabinet. I have to keep the cabinet open. I had to put hockey pucks underneath it to elevate it so it could get some airflow. Yeah. Um, like, so I understand like that's a better way to do it, but that doesn't fit in any home entertainment. No, it does not. Yeah. Cause I, I have to lay it vertically. And so I don't know yeah. that doesn't I look like wood. Yeah. Yeah. The stack. Exactly. That was always a big deal with the Genesis. The Genesis had to go on top because the cartridges yes, went in did. the top of the unit. Yes, it did. On top of the Nintendo. Yep. Yeah. All right. Kids um, these days don't know that pain, man. Oh. <laughs> Someone, uh, Don Flamenco, which uh, I love that. Oh, Tremendous Don name. Flamenco. <laughs> Do you think Adam Cole can say bra? No. It, no. No. It, if you don't like raw the way it is, no, there's no one talent that's going to save it. No. Hulk Hogan can save it. Nobody can save it. No. WWE, they have this formula where they could keep it going for as long as, you know, Ratings keep dropping every year. Popularity keeps dropping every year. But they have this formula where they just don't make anyone larger-than-life superstar so they can easily interchange talent and and keep them, you know, the company is always the biggest. Yeah. Horizontally is what I'm, yes. Uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley. (laughs) The things that bother Raj are hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) No, they were right. I, I didn't mean horizontally. <laughs> uh, so we got the new U.S. title tonight. I liked it. It's different, you know. 
it, you know, I, I like I like the belt designs when it still looks different from the other belts, and that's what one thing yes. I always like with the U.S. title is it, it still always looks different because it has the flag uh, ingrained into it. Me too. The Intercontinental, though, I did not like that. Yeah. No, I agree. I like the I old school Intercontinental. Yeah. Yeah. But me too. I still don't know what the Intercontinental looks like right now. If you told me, was I can tell you. Yeah, if I showed you ten belts and 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 it didn't have the the wording on it, I I wouldn't be able to tell. I don't think I could either. The first bad run of their of their belts was when they made the tag team title oh. belts with the two like warrior faces or oh, whatever yeah. on it. That was the beginning. Or oh. that time when they had the tag titles and it was pennies. It looked like little pennies. Yes, yes, <laughs> with the two warrior heads on it. But Don't we still yeah. have those? Aren't those still the tag titles? Those might still be, yeah. I'm pretty sure they may be. Well, I think they're silver now at bats, but yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Monopoly Man, $2 saying Asuka's badass. Yes, she is. Hell yeah, she is. Um, so then we had MVP and Bobby Lashley versus Cedric Alexander and Ricochet, uh, with MVP and Bobby Lashley getting the win. This did a great feature on... Uh, Ricochet. I watched it last night on the oh, network. Oh, yeah, 365. On 365. What a great... I don't even know if to call him a kid. I don't know how old he is, but what a great whippersnapper this young up-and-comer <laughs> is. Seriously. He, he's an interesting story. And uh, there goes WWE. They think they're capitalizing on it by having him be part of a match that he loses. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of an odd time to be airing that because he, he basically got killed by Brock and then has been like just used in, as enhancement talent since. So it's, uh, I don't yeah. know, the timing's weird. I don't get why. He's... I think they started filming this, Matt, thinking he was going to be a WWE champion. And then they of were course. like, well, we've got all this footage. I didn't oh. think they thought he was going to be champion, but I thought they, they thought, thought he'd, he'd be higher up. Yeah, definitely thought he'd be higher up. But that's not his fault. Okay, I know you guys don't like his promos. His promos could have improved. And the promos will improve when you think the company is backing you up. You automatically get more comfortable. It just happens. I actually, I actually thought his promo tonight was a lot better. There we go. It was uh, actually one of, the, one of his better ones uh, he's done since he's been with the company. I just don't get it. He's a movie star. Six-pack yeah. abs. Looks like a million bucks. His ring work is insanity. Just... Did you see Xavier Woods' like reaction to him after one of his matches? He's just like, you're not supposed to be able to do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jackson Collins bringing up in the match that flip that uh, Ricochet did off of Bobby's chest. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I remember seeing Seth Rollins do that back in ROH, like outside the ring with, with some right. bigger guys when he was Tyler Black. I always thought that was really cool looking. Uh, uh, didn't Jimmy Wayne Yang... I don't know who invented it. I could have sworn he used to. I used to be in the corner selling, and he would run at the where I'm standing in the corner, and he'd run and do like this, look like he kicked me, but he'd jump off my chest and do a backflip out of it, and then run at me again in the corner with something offensively again. Jimmy hmm. Wayne Yang was underrated. Yeah. Uh, a couple more of these super chats. Uh, Justin Lopez with the five dollars super chat saying this new U.S. title looks like a modern day version of the WCW U.S. title, which I'm okay with. Yeah, I feel like those old school belts, you know, '90s, '80s. They there was just so much in them that they just looked awesome. Uh, Justin Lopez uh, with another one saying the new U.S. title is better than the new IC title, definitely. And I agree, IC title used to be my favorite as well. And then TJ Pamali, why does WWE not like pairing shorter talent with managed managers taller than them? If shorter talents do get paired with someone taller than them, oh, they're considered man. lackeys or muscle. Why is that? I mean, I could see that. You don't want your manager looking more imposing than you, right? No, that's death. That's death to a wrestler, usually. Although, I'm just thinking about this, Matt. You're talking about, like, multi-man moves. Did you ever do, and I'm surprised I haven't seen this, like, you and Drake Maverick could have done this. Remember in the X-Men, like, the fastball special that Colossus would do when he would, like, throw Wolverine at someone, essentially? Yeah. Yeah, like, how come nobody's ever tried that with these big guy, small guy pairings? There's a lot you could do with that. True. But didn't didn't Power and Glory used to do that where Hercules like like uh bench pressed Paul Roma and, and Paul Roma did the splash off the top like while Hercules he heaved him off? Uh, it, we call it a rocket launcher. Yeah, like it's there was the Arenzo. It's just a basic yeah, it's just a basic tag maneuver. 
where yeah. you go to the corner, you guys on the top rope ready to jump off. But instead, you make it look like you're even them yeah. for right. extra. And you just you just pantomime that. You really don't throw the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Monopoly Man. Monopoly Man's all over the place. Yosh Ryan Oscar should team up. Ooh. They're both very – but here's the thing. They're both huge single stars, especially Oscar. Yeah. They used to have some heat in Japan. I don't know if that ever got. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. In real life? Yeah, in real life. Yeah. Well, wait, time out. We can't move forward. I need to hear this. <laughs> uh, let me let me look it up because um, I don't want to get it wrong exactly what it was over. But I'll do I'll do this. You look it up. Red Fox forty four super chat four ninety nine super chat rather says the WWE tag titles are the worst. Who would want to fight for those if this was legitimate? Honestly. <laughs> Um, you guys don't like my accentuation, so um, that's how Red Fox said it. I think I know. Um, I, I, let's see. Spot all on. right, so here we go. Here's the. I would because it means more money. Yeah. <laughs> um. So EO and Oscar, they have heat going back to uh, Mexico. They were, uh, I mean, uh, Japan. They were part of a stable called Triple Tails. Uh, started Stardom started courting EO, and EO left for Stardom, and. Uh, Anyway, Asuka had real-life heat with her over that, seeing Io go in there as a betrayal, and so they had some bad blood. But I'm and sure that's probably going to work out. They were originally with what, New Japan? Uh, they they were so, originally uh, uh, with a promotion called Neo, and then uh, Io Shirai went to stardom. Was her name Io Shirai over there? Yeah. Huh. How come I, I never heard of her over there? Asuka, I did. Uh, Asuka, yeah, Asuka used to. Have, what was her name? Um, Kana. Damn it, Kana. Yeah, but yeah, Io Shirai still. Uh, she had the same name. What? Well, I wonder why they didn't. What, they didn't trademark her name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they even um, acknowledged that when they brought Asuka in to WWE. What they say? Um, Triple H gave a speech about it, and it uh, Asuka was a uh, an homage to another. Asian wrestling talent wasn't oh. it originally. I, I forget. I just remember because this happened on. Um, it's happened on NXT TV because they did a great job with Oscar. I love her character. Mm-hmm. Her entrance, everything's always been. Pretty no, I'm dope. sorry, Kana, not Hana. I apologize. Yeah, Kana. You said that though. Oh. Yeah, uh, you say Kana. I just say Kana. Yeah. Just making sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And her real name is Kanako, so that all makes sense. Next match, folks. Next match. Uh, well, we had the backstage ahead of the six man, and Ric Flair was there with Randy Orton. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> maybe Rick's <laughs> just hanging out at the PC. You know, maybe he's on the outs with the current wife, and he's like, "Hey, can I just crash in the performance center for a while? Things are a little hot at home." Uh, but we had the uh, big show in the Viking Raiders versus Randy Orton, Andrade, and Angel Garza. Wait, you forgot the the ninjas running by? Oh there yeah, yeah, yeah. So um. Our truth thought that somehow Akira Tozawa was disguised as Ric Flair. <laughs> that, I thought that I popped for that. <laughs> but then it occurred to me: no, has no one ever done this before? Because I love body swap movies, whether it's the first power <laughs> or vice versa, or even Quantum Leap. And Matt, could you imagine a gimmick or uh, a wrestler? Sam just, Beckett. Yes. Like, we had a wrestler, but the wrestler had the ability to switch wrestlers, and it could be the same character portrayed by all these different wrestlers. I'm telling you, it's a little or insane. Or they did but... a Mission Impossible style where Ric Flair then pulls his mask yeah. off, and he is R-Truth. I mean, he is a Tozawa. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I want to see a body swap. So I want Randy Orton and R-Truth to swap bodies and have to play the other one. I think that would be TV gold for at least a month. I swear to you, could pull it off. There's nothing he can't pull off. Yeah. I'm being serious. Yeah. He's so entertaining. Even in this little segment, this yes. was just great. It's cool. It's always cool kind of seeing Andrade and Ric Flair because, you know, Andrade's, you know, engaged to Charlotte right. Flair. So. Yep. That's right. Um, so the six-man tag, mm-hmm. Randy Orton, Andrade, and Angel Garza got the win. I mean, they, uh, when's the, the Viking last time? Raiders in the big show. Yeah, when's the last time you were excited for a six-man tag? Never, because they do it all the time. And I don't like the Viking Warriors. I don't like saying that. Viking Raiders, sorry. 
<laughs> I mean, the last time I really excited for a six-man tag was when they did the Shield versus the Wyatt family, like seven Ooh, years ago, whatever that was, which that was, was awesome. awesome. But yeah, they overdo these six-man tags. Um, I, I thought they, they made Angel Garza look like a punk out there with Randy Orton when Randy Orton was chewing him out <sighs> outside of the ring. I felt like it was kind of burying him. It just made Randy Orton look like a much bigger star, much tougher guy, and Angel Garza almost like this kid. I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I didn't like it. Yeah, Alonzo Smith bringing it up, saying Randy Orton yelling at Angel Garza tonight at ringside like he was his father. Yeah, good point. I, thought, I mean, I mean, the fans are all picking up on it. You know, I'll be honest. If I saw that backstage, I'd be like, "Damn, he's getting buried right now." What, what are they doing? You know well, what I mean? If I was on, what? I was gonna say if you think that what that was burial, I think what happened uh-huh. with Ruby Riot and Billy Kay was even worse to have uh, Ruby come up to the Iconics backstage, talk some smack, then have this one-on-one match. And just, I mean, if you went to the bathroom, you missed this match. It was so fast. It was. Now, Ruby Wright hasn't, you know, go back to it. I don't I don't know how you're supposed to take her seriously when she hasn't watched one on TV since last February. It's, and when I say last February, I mean a year ago <laughs> in February. So. You're right. You're right. So. I mean, they're building up to Liv Morgan whenever she does return. Uh, so Liv and, and Ruby Riot versus the Iconics. But I guess uh, Ruby's going to keep getting beaten until then. I, I Honestly, I, I had no problem with this. I like the Iconics. I like Billy Kay. I kind of agree I, with you. I, 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 I had no problem with this either. I, I think that they got a bad deal because of their timing of when they got pulled up to the main roster. In your face, Justin. Up to the main <laughs> roster. Um <laughs> Because, like, all these young NXT talents in the women's division are frigging awesome, right? And then mm-hmm. you've got the, the main event level uh, women at the time, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, so on and so forth. It put them in a weird spot. And I like to, I want to see them pick up where I thought they left off a while back. I think they're talented as hell. I think they're funny as hell. I think they're entertaining. And uh, they present different looks as well for what it's worth and they but oh and i think they're a legitimate tag team i believe they're best friends i believe they ride together i believe if someone were to jump one in the parking lot the other would jump you know what i mean i believe they're a real team you know what's funny about i'm sorry they had billy k remember like two months ago when billy click billy k slapped peyton royce they kind of never never went anywhere with that which i'm happy because i don't want to see them fight It's actually interesting. They've toned down their shtick a bit, but it was funny. Yes. If you look at what Bailey especially is doing now. Bailey and Sasha it's are actually doing, doing a better yeah. version of what the Iconics were doing. It's a, it, it, to be fair, it's a mean girl routine. We've seen this a thousand times over the yeah. years. We have. Michelle, well, back to Michelle McCool days. Michelle McCool correct. did a good job of it. Her and mm. what's her name? What was the other one? Uh, what, Rush? Well, I was going to say Angelina, Angelina Love and uh, Velvet Sky. And, were the and original. Yeah, they 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 crushed it. I thought they were the best. Uh, they God, were. What were they called? Beautiful people. The beautiful people, yes. And they brought Madison Rain as like as like the third party member. That's right. how good they were. And then they even brought Lacey in. And then I mean, great Lacey was green, but she was able to make it work too. Um, it was uh, Layla L and Michelle McCool. Yeah, Layla so and Layla L and Michelle McCool then did it after them. I remember mm-hmm. it. Because it was still happening, it was still on our TV. Beautiful people were still doing their thing while Michelle oh, yeah. and them started doing it again yeah. after them. But so girls have done this before. Um, I will say Bailey though is pretty friggin' funny right now. <laughs> she does pop me. We said this the other night, Raj. Uh, you, you miss so much on this podcast when you're not here. But about how I, Bailey has benefited so much from no audience uh, because I think that this stuff wasn't going yes. over as well with people there, but it works now. In this current environment, yeah, yeah, I, I, th- I think she's getting more comfortable as a heel every week. And, uh, Definitely, she's funny. I she pops the hell out of me. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Witted with the super chat that I always wonder: What would happen if a wrestler decided to go rogue and win a match or championship when they were slated to lose? Terrence, do you know how many times I've sat in the locker room and go, hmm? Say I gotta lose to Jeff tonight. What would what would they do if I just didn't get off him when I'm pinning him? Do I take the belt and just run? What do I do? <laughs> what would happen? 
No, um, no, you don't think about that. Yeah. Uh, who is Ryan, it? Who is it? It was Earthquake and uh, Koji Katao. Remember that back in Japan? No. In like, it's like 1991, 1992, where Katao didn't want to lose to Earthquake, and he started shooting on him in the match, and then Earthquake started shooting back. The match is on YouTube. And oh, then wow. finally, he just he got on the mic. He's like, "All oh, this is fake," and and <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I was booked here to lose this fake wrestler, and just left, and that was it for Katao. Really? Yeah. Did he ever wrestle again? No, I think that was it. He was definitely fired from. Uh, I believe that. Was, I believe it was New Japan. That's uh, kind of markish. What a marky thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like now, all of a sudden, like you're a real res- like, come on, dude. Everyone else lay down for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty famous match. So if you look it up, I'm it wasn't up. New Japan. It was SWS uh, Super World of Sports. But WWF had a partnership with them back then. And yeah. Monopoly man wants to know: Is Vince yeah. giving up on Shayna? Um, I think he did a while ago, and she's actually on main event, I believe, this week. Yep. Monopoly man's just turning over money, hand over cash. You're. You're Raj's favorite person tonight, Monopoly Man. <laughs> but we've been we've been saying this for months. Like it's she's not the kind of no. you know wrestler that Vince is going to be high on. And I mean, we call it from when she was getting the WrestleMania match. So uh, no surprise there. Red Fox forty four Garza was portrayed as a scrub. He's a hot act. I feel like they go back and forth with uh, all of Zelina's stable. Like it just depends on the week and who they're wrestling. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, Ryan L. wants to know, does Seth go over Ray at Extreme Rules? I think he does. I, I don't even care. No, I'm being <laughs> serious. I don't care about this feud. Yeah, they kind of squandered Do it. You? It should be the hottest food, feud in wrestling with, you know, what was at should stake. It, it should I mean, be, yeah. It was when you saw paper that a man's eyesight was taken from him. Yeah, if you're explaining it to a, a non-fan that someone's yes. eye was taken out and his son is out for revenge, <laughs> it's, it's like it could make a good movie. Roger, but, uh, I want to see you film Man on the Street style. You should do this. This is a million-dollar idea for Wrestling Inc. when uh, society reopens. You should go Man on the Street and s- describe wrestling feuds to people and see how interested they are. Yeah. And be like, oh. who's this guy? He's the Monday Night Messiah. Oh, does he come out and preach? Well, not really. You can yeah. just sit there and, you know, oh get my their God. take. You have to skip want, that part. I want that job. <laughs> can that be my new job? Yeah. That I would be, be fun. Yeah, I bet if you explain some of these storylines, they come across as much better than if you when you actually see them played out. Or the comedy from the people's reactions to it. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think it would be good. Um, Until you, know, you get to the part where you're like, and then they have a match where you can only win by pulling the other guy's eye out. <laughs> and, and when the guy, shoot, the guy like, pushes the guy, he actually hits the ropes and bounces back at him. <laughs> That'd be good. You tell someone, uh, yeah, he took his eyes. Like, oh, well, did he have, uh, like, a dismemberment insurance policy, perhaps, or something to compensate for his loss of vision? I mean, people would ask questions. It'd be some <laughs> unpredictable comedy. Uh, uh, real t- quick, uh, Bernie DC pointing out that the Katawa incident happened after they put him and Tenru over Demolition at WrestleMania 7. That's right. They randomly had Katawa and Tenru against Demolition at WrestleMania. They, I think that was the only time they ever teamed in WWF, and they beat Demolition. Hmm. So Katawa has a WrestleMania win and still had a problem putting over Earthquake uh, in Japan. Wow. What, what a Pumale. mark. What a mark. <laughs> Going into business for yourself. Yes, yeah. TJ Mbappamali, as it were. As it were. Uh, Leon's Duncan, $2. Bailey was kind of emo at first. This is much better. Yeah, her comedy version, when she was playing it serious, just looking uh, kind of disgruntled, that wasn't nearly as entertaining. No, she. I'm telling you, she's. They've they've changed. They're changing my mind. Both she and Sasha. Huge fan, fan of Sasha when she first hit. They blew the deal with her when she had Snoop Walk crowd at WrestleMania. That night, she should have been the most famous women's wrestler, in my opinion, from that moment mm. on. But they 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 killed it. And now she's you know what she's doing right now with Bailey and her matches are freaking six five star. They're great matches. Well, um, and this match tonight with Asuka and Bailey being in the main event, I mean, this was great. Nikki Cross was out there on commentary. She's going to be facing uh, Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Extreme Rules. Uh, so I was trying to remember this. Bailey's never beat Asuka, has she? She never got the win back uh, after. I think they faced each other once or twice in between this. But I mean, famously, Asuka took the NXT Women's title off Bailey. Um, 
so I, th I, th I like that they're saving that chance for her to have like a clean victory somewhere down the line. But I thought it was a little kind of cartoony to have Nikki Cross pounding on the glass and oh, that freaked Bailey out, and that's why she lost. I thought Nikki was irritating as she was. She was just so irritating this whole match. I thought this match went a little too long. Um, you think the match was good though itself, besides the Nikki stuff? I thought it was okay. I thought it was a little sloppy at points, but I, I thought it was, you know, again, it just it just dragged it. for too long. And uh, it was kind of yeah. one of those when you're looking at your clock and you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be the full half hour. And uh, I, liked I it. It, was, it was long. I thought it was good. And I think uh, as far as main events go, I mean, take this over that six-man tag match, that's for sure. Yes. I mean, seriously, I would have said I would rather have this in my main event if it did the six-man yeah, no, I agree. I think this should have been the main event, but I just think it should have been ten minutes shorter. Okay, but uh, but it was still good. Sasha, I thought was you know great on the outside. Um, you know, Kyrie Sane was back out. I, you know, it's building to their tag ma tag title match next week, so uh, okay. it was good. You know, again, I also thought like after the first hour, which I thought was really good. It, I just started getting more and more tired as the show went on after that. And by the, by the main event, I was just kind of pretty pretty beat. Right. All in all, though, this was uh, an okay oh. show. I thought the, the bookends, as we often speak of, were very good. Good good opening, good finish. Y yes, this was a good bookended show, Raj. Yeah, no, no. I thought this was way better than last week. I thought this uh, yeah. a, a big improvement for sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. The beginning, first hour was good. The last, you know, the ending was good, and then everything in the middle, it was filler. Okay, well there you go. That's raw. Do we got anything else? Uh, let's see. What else do we got? No. Uh, oh yeah, SummerSlam. SummerSlam is not oh, going to be right. happening uh, in Boston, so that's going to be at the Performance Center. And I have a feeling that um, I have a feeling that the rest of the shows this year are probably going to be at the Performance Center. And our cases are going through the roof here in Florida. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. But that's uh, right now. Yeah, SummerSlam will not. Vince was pretty hell bent on having it in an arena in front of fans, but that's not going to be happening. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. I just want to get back to normal so bad. You know, we all do. Yeah. And Monopoly Man is asking if it's canceled. No, it's not canceled. All these all these events are still going on as, as planned. It's just going to be empty arena, empty-ish arena. Yep. Man, uh, I mean, it's just it's interesting. You think about WWE. I mean, it's it's something to watch. They're they're getting better with this format. I mean, they still have some health oh. and safety stuff to figure out. But yeah. So listen, I have a friend of mine that's an extra. Oh. I've got to tell you guys this. Yeah, and he was, like, one of the fans that gets brought. He's a local indie talent and he in Florida here, and he get, he goes in and he cheers. And you weren't lying, Raj. They're there, like, 18 hours, something insane. All right? And then when they get breaks, Raj, they go out to these – oh, man. They go out to these uh, tents. They have, like, these tents they're standing right. in. yeah. With air conditioners in them that don't work, that break down, the guy said. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, that's where they eat their lunches. They're not allowed to go backstage and catering. They yes. kind of have their own little tents outside. Yeah, it's uh, and but now they have to wear masks. The or they get fined. They get five hundred dollars fine, five hundred dollars, but they won't don't wear a mask. And the second time they don't do it, it's a thousand. So that's it's, one thing that's changed. Huh. Which is crazy because law enforcement itself does not enforce it that way. Like they say, you'll get fined, but they don't act. They haven't, to my knowledge. Yeah, in Colorado, they've been um, punishing establishments, not necessarily single patrons. Uh, this uh, racetrack right ne next to our place, they had the Fourth of July fireworks. It's called. <laughs> a racetrack oh. but uh they had fireworks on the fourth of july and they they're getting in a ton of trouble with the state because they didn't practice social distancing or oh, wow. anything so oh. they're facing big fines pot you know i don't know how they could shut them down but uh that's kind of what they're talking about but anyway uh there you yeah. have it there you there have, have it, it. 
Good Fourth of July weekend, Raj. What'd you do? Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, played some golf, <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, we we had a we had some family over and we hung out in our front yard and lit up fireworks and so yeah, it was fun. Nice. Matt, how about you? Nothing. Um, no, there you go. Neighbors shot some stuff off here and there. Scared the crap out of my son. Our, yeah, our, do- seeing- our dog was just freaking out all night. I felt so bad. Yeah, it's, he's, su- it's- he's, su- he's super sensitive to it, you know. So we got to get headphones on him and things like that. Yeah. But try to get him to, you know, with his headphones on to try to come and look through the window at yeah, least, yeah, yeah. you know, just to discover him a little bit. He did good last year. We were able to watch the fireworks on the top of like a parking garage, and like the fireworks were like honestly like five football fields away. I'd say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he did okay like that, actually. So he like he likes the visual of them. It's just the sound. Yeah, I think it's the yes. Yeah. And being right on top of the house like that, like a lot of these fireworks were, you know, it was scaring him a little bit. He was curious, but then he'd go and then run back away from it with his headphones yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, understandable. Yeah, they were lighting them off here, like the third, fourth, and last night. Uh, fireworks were still going off around here. I don't. I don't know. They were. I mean, I thought fireworks were really cool when I was, you know, twelve. But we didn't have the internet then. Like, uh, did you do anything, uh, Glenn? Uh, not really. Stayed in and watched Hamilton over two nights on Disney Plus. Very good. Worth it. I mean, if we've got Disney Plus, dude, it's worthwhile. I mean, I still think it's the greatest musical I've ever seen. Matt, you'd like it because it's about American history, hip hop, and politics. So it's right there. Just three things Matt Morgan enjoys. Why why wouldn't I like that, though? Well, you'd (laughs) like it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Like most of No, it was good. I mean, it was funny. Wrestling. It was fun seeing wrestling Twitter discover Hamilton and talking about it over the weekend. I mean, I think it was probably the most watched thing. Uh, But no, it was good. We did that. We just sort of hung out and, uh, yeah, just didn't do much. So it's nice. But tomorrow, we took today off, too. So tomorrow, it's back in full swing with work. And I just can't believe the year's already half over. Like, here we are going into the, the back half of the year. And uh, it's just flying by. And, you know, I mean, I'm just thinking about it. I don't know if it's flying by. Well, <laughs> I feel I mean, like WrestleMania it. was three months ago. And that feels like, you know, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyhow, guys. So uh, Wednesday night. Night two of Fighter Fest and Great American Bash. Me, myself, Matt Morgan, Justin Labar. Be here to talk about that. Uh, until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane. Could you back here on the Wrestling Gang Podcast. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.